Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Hey everyone, thanks again for being a part of this podcast. We are a growing group, a tribe, a a gathering of people who desire to make Jesus famous around the world, to leverage technology and media and any tools we can to partner with the Holy Spirit to see that Jesus truly is lifted up and resting in that promise that he will draw all men unto him. And so I'm excited each week to be able to spend some time with you talking about Christian media marketing. Now this podcast is really dedicated to my heroes, to the people working overseas in some of the hardest places in the world, trying to see the church born, taking the Bible into those places. And yet my heart is in alignment and I want to lift up anyone, anywhere, who is trying to make Jesus famous. And so for me, being a U.S. American, I think a lot about the U.S. church. And it's at least once or twice a week I get emails from pastors of churches who are asking me questions about how to leverage this technology, social media, and just media in general, to find the people in their area, in their their communities, who need to know who Jesus is. So, in today's podcast, I really want to share some thoughts. I've been thinking and praying through this whole concept of what does the world look like? What does ministry look like specifically once this pandemic ends? Now, I don't know when that's going to be, and the truth is we can deny it. We can we can do whatever else and say, oh, I don't think it's, it's, it's a big deal or whatever, and, and I know that it isn't. Uh, I was out uh, visiting family and was talking to the pastor of a church, went fly fishing with him, and he said I was the first person that he met who has actually had COVID. And yet then this week, where we live in Tennessee, my wife met a worship pastor in uh, an African-American community, part of Knoxville, a church there, was spending time talking with him, and they've lost three people in their church already to COVID. And so... I know there's just a lot of variables. This I'm not even wanting to jump into that. All right, I'm not. I, want, I don't want to talk about should you wear a mask or not or any of those things. All right, I, I I'm just saying it's real. Okay, so we can debate about numbers or whatever else here in the states and is it overreported or underreported? I, it's real. Okay, this COVID thing is real and the impact it's having is real around the world. The with in travel, in school, and in churches, in business, you name it, it's having an impact. And so I want to share with you some ideas, some things that I'm working through to hopefully stimulate your own thoughts, whether you're working on overseas on the mission field someplace, or if if you're a pastor of a church. I think all of this is going to impact us. So in either way, I think, I hope, I'm praying that what I share with you today will have some, hopefully some stimulate you to think about some ideas or to risk trying some different things. Now, in this podcast, we talk a lot about 
social media and specific types of tools. We're going to keep doing that. In fact, I've got one coming up here real soon that's just a really specific hands-on technique, some training to help you with that. But today, it's more about the thinking. It's more about the strategy than it is the, the tactics, the little buttons or presses or this or there. And so this is some of the stuff that I'm thinking. One of the realities is that people can't, uh, they can't go in person to a church. Now, we knew this even before the pandemic. In fact, one of the things that I read was that, at least in the United States, among the workforce, nearly one-third of people have to work on a Sunday. And so we've already noticed this trend. Uh, it used to be when I was a little kid that you know Wednesdays were for church and Sundays were for church and and you know you didn't do business or sports or anything like that. None of this youth things or whatever. And I'm not bemoaning all oh, the good old days. I'm just saying this is our reality now is that people have to work. And so when the pandemic hit, all that did was really show us this broader issue that was happening behind the scenes. So churches so far that have done well are ones who are recognizing that church and worship isn't just for Sundays at 9 a.m. And so though they may do that, they're beginning to notice that their views of their, their worship gatherings or of just the messages from the pastor or even just the music or prayer times, that that continues to grow throughout the week. I hope you're encouraged by that. That means people who couldn't maybe physically attend or be a part of a, a group or a gathering are able to get some of that teaching, are able to get some of that training and that Bible and, and that worship time from you. There's one church I've been doing some calls with. They have 200,000 people who are viewing and, and watching their sermons throughout the week. 200,000. Another church, they have grown to the point where they have 6,000 people engaging in Discovery Bible studies throughout the week. That is crazy. And all of that has just skyrocketed since this pandemic hit. So that was the catalyst to a lot of this change. And so what is becoming the norm now is digital. Digital itself is normal. And it seems like there's two different groups. Right? Well, maybe three. You have you have some, some people who are just like, forget it. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to mess with anything that's this electronic or this or that or whatever else. You've got people who are on the other end of the spectrum who look at any point to try to do something digitally. So they love the, the fact that they can just see their doctors online. They can get their pharmacy stuff done online. They can do checkups that way. They can talk to a banker online. They can, as we did, buy a house pretty much without even seeing people so much of the time. Um, so there's some people who love this digital only, and that's kind of the where they're at. There's others who hate it, and then there's this probably the largest segment who are those who are hybrids. They are adapting, sometimes begrudgingly, but they're they're doing it to some of the stuff that's happening and some of the digital transformations that are taking place. And yet they also long for that physical contact. They long for those gatherings. They're looking forward to to that day when some of this is going to pass. The thing is, when we say when things get back to normal, they're not going to be that. It's never going to be the way it was. I had a, a professor of mine who then was a, a, 
a fellow professor with me when I began to teach at the same school at Central Christian College, and he's just a good friend, and I, I respect him. Uh, his name was Dick Cafarnas. And in his teaching, he would talk about the camel's head. And once that camel puts his head underneath the tent, the rest of that camel's going to follow. The body's going to follow. Well, the camel's head's under the tent when it comes to digital. And so it is the new normal. Even when, when COVID is gone, even when we can get back together face-to-face, there's going to be this understanding or this desire to utilize digital. Uh, and so we're seeing that, and that is really what I'm talking about, is what's going to be the new normal once things move past. So if you think about how you do ministry, digital is allowing us to, in some ways, do things that we have done before, but maybe even on a greater scale. Let me give you some examples to that. Prayer. Prayer itself, to me, is one of the most powerful things that the church can do. And the more that we're reaching out into our communities, whether that be overseas or or wherever you are, that is a powerful thing that we can do. Well, we can hear back from our communities, and we can hear back from people. The number one theme on my ad accounts that I am still using all around the world is prayer. It tells us the pain points. It tells us what people are, are wanting to know. And sometimes I'll have teams say, well, everybody just keeps saying they, they, they need a job or they need money. Okay, that is what is the pain point. So what would Jesus say to that person? What would Jesus say to a person who is saying, I don't know where our next meal's coming from, or I've got this degree and I can't find a job, or I lost my job, or whatever it might be. Don't disregard that. That's valuable information to tell us who we are speaking to and what their pain points and their spiritual longings are. So one of the things we can do with prayer is we could even check in. I'm thinking about in our churches where pastors and staff could reach out or equip the people in their church who are leading uh, Discovery Bible studies and different types of groups to be literally FaceTiming or sending text messages, reaching out to people saying, how can we be praying for you? Or we have prayed for you today. There's a, a, a just that connection, just that note of someone, even for, for a minute to see them and have them going, yes, let me pray for you right now. That could be tremendously powerful so that we use prayer as an offensive weapon and we engage our communities offensively by using digital technology. You can't travel into 20 homes in two hours, but you can digitally. And so that's an awesome opportunity. We could even have, when people fill out cards, you know, in, in the days when you're a visitor at the church, fill this out. And if you if you have a prayer request or you desire baptism or whatever it might be, we can do that digitally. And we can let people respond to us digitally. Imagine when you're preaching a sermon, if people can ask you questions. Now, for some of you, that may scare you to death, but I loved it. And even as a professor, I recognized that some people wanted to ask questions, and so they could text them to me. They could ask those questions. Maybe somebody's more of an introvert, or maybe they just don't want attention drawn, or whatever it might be. That's another way we can continue to use digital even as things move back to in-person meetings or whatever else. So whether that's in groups, whether that is in the church gatherings, we can use this to get these connections. One of the groups that we had in our house 
uh, in Kentucky before we moved. It was about 20 people, all from my neighborhood, that would just come to our house. It was an awesome gathering. You had such a wide diversity of people that were coming, but we used just text messaging to keep together as a group, to be praying for each other, to update each other on prayer requests, just to have that community life even through the week. So using technology of that is just one way we can do that. So there's some things, though, that we're going to have to be thinking about, and one of them is urgency. I think we've got to be leveraging the the opportunities and the tools that we have today and use them today. We can't keep saying, well, someday I'm going to learn this, or someday we're going to use this, or, hey, we just figured out Facebook Live for our church services, and we're good. We don't want to do anything else. That's not it. We have an opportunity to reach people right now who I think are open to the gospel. I think there is fear. There are openings that this pandemic is, is making people realize, wow, what's really important in life? And the message of the gospel is good news, and they need to hear it. And so... Not taking for granted, not just trying to hold on or do the minimum, but we've got to push and we need a sense of urgency. And so for those of you who are leaders, if you're the leader of a mission team, speaking to the people on your team or to your supporters, if you're a mission organizational leader or if you're a pastor or whatever you might be, I think it's important for you to know what it is that you're doing, the vision of what you're doing, and then to cast that vision at least once a month every 28 days or so, and pass that message on to everybody that you're working with to give them hope. Because there's so much negativity, so much discouragement, whatever else, cast vision, give hope, and let them know we're trying things, we're pushing, we don't, we're not going to get everything right, but, but try to experiment. And that's the next part of what I, I really want to encourage you all. If you listen to this podcast, you hear me say it all the time. You know, keep testing, keep trying, do more of what's working, A-B testing, all that kind of stuff. That's great. Be doing that kind of work. But as you're doing it, even digitally in your outreach, all things, not just ads, be experimenting. I would encourage you, think about different times. I would think encourage you to think, okay, well, what if we did something on a Thursday? What if we did something on a Saturday? What is, Would timing help? get more people engaged, maybe different ways. Maybe instead of just one large, we're going to do a Facebook Live or YouTube or whatever, maybe you can break into groups. Maybe you could do Zoom, virtual group calls, whatever. But this whole idea of just experimenting, see what things you might discover. This is a great time when nothing is normal, when nothing seems like it was before, well then try some new things as you're doing it. Digital worship if, if your group, if your worship team is doing worship still, then create these playlists on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube or whatever where people can be listening to the same songs throughout the week. Create worship playlists that people can be listening to that prepares them for the, for the next time that you gather digitally or reinforces what they were singing before. So digital worship is another one to experiment with. But one of the things as you're experimenting is I think you need to experiment with simplicity or with eliminating. Now is the time where there may be some things you can say, you know, this isn't actually that important or this isn't really helping us or this isn't helping us achieve that vision that you need to be sharing every 28 days. So don't be afraid 
to eliminate, to simplify, to figure out what really matters. And one of the ways you do that is you measure. And that's the beautiful thing about digital is we can actually see the results of what we're doing. And in, historically in the church, we've been really good at measuring the ABCs, attendance, buildings, and cash. But when it comes to the D of discipleship, it gets a little harder. So as you're casting vision, as you begin to, to really say, what is it that a disciple looks like? What is it that a disciple does? Through digital means, we can build out this data. We can begin to see, actually, how are we doing? And how are the people that we are shepherding or reaching out to, how are they doing? That's one of the reasons why I like the Disciple Tools software. Just disciple.tools is the website, is because it's a discipleship measuring tool. It shows you visually, how's your group doing? How's the person you're reaching out to? Where are they at in that spiritual journey? So I hope that your thinking is, is continually just, you're, you're always experimenting, you're looking, you're pressing forward, you're not trying to retreat back and long for the, for the good old days or whatever was normal, because it's never going to be that way. The camel's head is under the tent, but here's what I know for a fact. Jesus is the king. It's not a political party. It is not a place on this earth. It's not anything else. It is simply one. God's son, Jesus, is the king. And his word, the Bible, is true. And so we need to get that out there to as many people as possible. So use it. Use you version. Use digital tools. Use digital uh, Bible reading plans. Whatever you can do, just keep pressing forward for those who you know to disciple them, and to find those seekers who the Holy Spirit is calling in your context. So I hope it gives you some thoughts to think through. I hope it's an encouragement to you today. If you have some ideas of things that you're doing in this digital COVID world that we live in right now, will you reach out, contact us through the website at KavanaughMedia.com, and just let us know what's working for you. We would love to hear that. So I just want you to know I'm praying for you all. I pray that God will bless you. And as always, keep pressing forward. If we can help you in any way, please let us know how. We would be honored to partner with you and the Holy Spirit. So until next time, take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for him and for his kingdom.